0: The Discussing Network presents Discussing Comics. I am Kyle Jones and I want to welcome you back to the show. We will be taking a trip down memory lane where we review Doctor Strange. Now this is the first Doctor Strange movie. As of this recording, we are mere weeks away from WandaVision featuring the Scarlet Witch and the Vision. I'm personally excited about that. Can't wait to watch that. So I thought this would be a good time to go back to the early days of this podcast network where Lee, Clarence and I sat down and talked about the movie Doctor Strange. As always, we are glad that you're here. We're glad that you have joined us for another episode. So I think without further listening to me talk, let's get right into the review.
1: You know, and and some of that was just mind-bending, and yeah, and that's exactly the stuff that I said. Well, if they ever make a big Doctor Strange feature, we're not going
2: to see that. You know, and, and, and is that something that's just <laughs> indicative of the era, the, the '60s? I don't know when the book came out. Uh,
1: oh yes,
2: oh absolutely <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: and,
2: and it's uh, so weird that all of those
0: comics mm-hmm. from Marvel—they all had that early, you know, from 61 with the Fantastic Four to about 66, 67, you had that explosion of creativity from, you know, Ditko, from Stan Lee, from um, oh, Jack Kirby and all you yeah. know, th- that whole group. And it's exactly. just like all of that just happened that we're watching on the big screen today. All of that mm-hmm. happened in the early 60s.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And Stan Lee, I think, is really the only one who's who's lived to see it uh, right. of, the, of that original group because he's 112 years old. So <laughs> at least, um, you know. But um, I have heard, and I don't, I don't guess this counts as news for this uh, for this episode, but that um, they've committed at Marvel to shooting a bunch of his cameos all all at the same time.
0: Yeah. I've oh, heard so
1: you're saying they did that because he's old? <laughs> yeah. That they like they've shot his cameos for the next five movies, and they're already in the can. Right. Wow. So, well, like his cameo in Doctor Strange, you know, they could have shot that anywhere at any time. Yeah. Because um, the other characters who are in it could be composited into that. I mean, they're literally looking through a window, you know. So Correct. Uh, so, if they if they figured out how to do a lot of scenes like that, where they could, you know, <laughs> put him into the action wherever they want. I, I, I guess that's a sad comment that somebody has said, look, guys, we better act fast if we're going to keep having the Stan Lee cameos.
0: No, I thought. I think it's. I mean, it's practical. Well, yeah, it is. You know, to pay homage to the person uh, who created all of this, be, do it while he is a still able to do it. Well, Clarence, what did you
2: think of the origin? Uh, yeah, I must say I did not expect him to be a real-world doctor. And I don't know if that's a movie invention or is this actually how he is in the comic books. No, no, he's always uh, brilliant surgeon Stephen Strange who loses the use of his hands in the car accident. Yeah, wow. How yeah, could I not know that? I thought no, that was I don't so awesome. Oh, yeah. But I, wow. But yeah. Uh, but, but I thought his origin was pretty cool. Again, like Lee just mentioned, his brilliance. Uh, definitely uh, a, a gifted doctor and it's kind of a give and take you 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 lose the thing that you love the most or, or it's his super superpower in a lot of ways even previous to his uh becoming Dr. Strange so yeah I thought that was that was really really good and well played uh, uh they spent a lot of time early on showing the effects of him uh losing his hands and I thought that was uh you know we have kind of been inundated by origin stories but as far as the scope of the ones I've seen, I thought this one was really, felt really natural, and uh, I enjoy it.
0: So, Lee, what did you think of the adaptation of the first part of the origin? I don't want to get yet to the yeah. going to, <laughs> uh, you know, seeing the ancient one. But what did you think of the interpretation of of, of what Clarence just discussed?
1: Yeah, I, I was afraid that they were going to change that part of the story, and it's something that I've always thought was a, a strong part of the story, so I was hoping that they didn't. So I was relieved that they did not, and and also interested to watch it because in a movie because um, you know I, I'm I'm a storyteller and I teach I teach storytelling, so I was really getting interested in the fact that this is Iron Man, right? He's brilliant, he's beautiful, yeah. he's rich, he's got everything, and he loses it all in a moment of time, and now he's got to fight his way back to keep to saving his own life and in the process, you know, uh, is going to become a hero. Um, it's the same story again.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh,
1: that doesn't bother me in the slightest. You know, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. not that we're, that we've only got one story to tell. That's a great story and it, and it's, it's real. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that
2: really happens and, um, it's a story we should, we should keep telling, you know, um, and it, it, and it felt even more grounded, um, uh, than, than our man's story. Agreed. Man, I, I really agreed. Enjoyed agreed. It. Yeah. Mm
0: hmm.
2: I mean, keep going with that thought. And then I've got a th-
0: Clarence and then I've got a th- uh I'll, I'll add something to that.
2: Yeah. Well, I just want to mention one point of the movie that kind of <laughs> that kind of t- it took me off. But I just noticed it did it start irking me because uh, there's a scene where he's like uh, sitting at his desk uh, at a table on a computer, you know, researching and he gets mad. He like knocks it all off the table. Mm. And like the very next scene, they show him and they show him standing up talking, and the computer is back on the table like he never knocked it off. I, I, mm. I know it's just the you know something they missed, but I'm like, Little- how did Marvel miss that? <laughs>
1: Oh, there are so many things going on on a movie set simultaneously that it's amazing that more continuity things like that don't happen It's just it, it's I always think it's amazing that anybody can ever keep track of of anything on a hot I'm I'm gonna
0: give Marvel I'm gonna give Marvel something yeah. here uh, Lee I think you'll remember this do you, do you remember a no prize? Oh, yes. Okay. So, Clarence, let me explain what a no prize is. (laughs) Back in the uh, late (laughs) 60s, 70s, early 80s, Marvel would give people a no prize in the letters page for people who explained continuity errors. They basically didn't get a prize other than being mentioned. But if you were able to give a good explanation of a continuity error, uh, you got a no prize, so I am going to pr- uh, submit something for a no prize here. In regards to the, um, in regards to the laptop that you just mentioned, what was actually happening is the ancient one was already trying to get his attention, and he. He did not have the perception ability yet. He he had not forgotten everything he knew yet, so therefore he could not notice that that went back on the table. There you oh, I go. Think, <laughs> I,
2: I think no prizes may be the problem with comic books as a whole. <laughs> well, that's right,
1: yeah. They, without meaning to, they were ushering in the era of the retcon and the <laughs> – yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, and and I think even though even with retcons that uh, you have to apply Occam's razor too. So I think the simplest explanation is probably the correct one, which is that just he's he's so rich he's got twenty or thirty of those laptops. Oh, that's (laughs) even better. I
0: I just that doesn't bother me at all. Well good, but good eye that you that that you caught that because it now it is a good catch. Yeah, yeah. very good catch.
2: Yeah. And, and also let me ask you guys, do you think in this day and age where uh, we get these don't text and drive messages which he's not texting. He has his hands on the wheel, but he's putting a lot of attention on that phone while going 100 miles out around curves. I, I was just, just about saying. to
1: say the the <laughs> big message of this movie is don't text and drive. That's that's really the big takeaway and that's uh, you know so, so back
0: to, you know, back to his origin for a second. One thing that I was going to mention earlier was, yes, his origin is pretty much a cookie cutter from Iron Man. But the difference for me with watching this origin as opposed to the other uh, interpretation with uh, Tony Stark was uh, it made me think. Uh, the whole point of you know that scene where Clarence was what you just referred to with the laptop and him standing there watching uh, you know looking out uh, whenever the the other doctor comes in and he 's talking about losing you know what makes him him. you know how many times do we ever think about a what makes us us, and b yeah. what would you do if you lost whatever that was that made us us?
2: Yeah, certainly. So from they, the, they would go ahead. I'm no, saying, so and they were definitely pulling at the heartstrings on, on on his old origin. I mean, again, like I can't think of another hero in which I kind of felt bad for truly, uh, as I have with him. I mean, like you just said, losing something that you identify with so much, uh, just just is, is is tough. And in a way, he didn't use it for profit.
0: Per se, like Tony did. Yes, he did use it for profit per, per se, yeah. <clears throat> but not to the same extent. He's not a war profiteer like Tony, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: and that makes a big difference to us, I think. But but he's also a, a total a jerk to his uh, yeah. to his girlfriend and. Um, you know, we—it's—it's it's the way I, I think in a satisfying narrative. These characters have to be introduced. We have to show somebody a being at the kind of heights that he is, and then understand why we feel like he doesn't deserve it.
0: True. All right, and so, then when it, then ahead. when it gets taken away from him, then yeah. then we want to see what's gonna, what is he gonna do now? All right. So Lee, you just mentioned a character, and I want to, I want to get your yeah. input on her. And if you remember this particular character. I do not remember her from the comics. So tell me, do you remember the doctor that he was friends with that was basically the love interest in the movie? Do you remember her? No, not at all. And I was looking for Cleo. Mm,
1: interesting. Because Cleo is his love interest in the comics. Correct. And uh, But, you know, I, I also knew who Mordo was, too, from the comics. So we know that some games are being played with us in terms of the larger continuity. So we may yet see Cleo in the future. But, um, but yeah, I, I, think this is, this, uh, this character was an invention of this screenplay and I thought a good one. She's a, a very effective foil for him and, um, and, and, and his connection to the rest of the world. True.
0: True. So and Clarence, what did you think of her?
2: Yeah, uh, she was fine. I mean, I enjoyed her. I mean, again, uh, I think they played well off each other. Uh, I'd be interested to know about this Chloe, uh, you mentioned this, Clea is she a magician or is she just a normal person? Mm, Hold that, hold that question. Yeah, (laughs) hold that question a little
0: bit uh, to a little bit later on, because yes, she is a person. But 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 hold that question. So we see him, uh, you know, realize that hey, money can't buy my hands back. You know, I can't get my hands back, and so he meets this person, the the Benjamin Bratt character who. Has something that sends him on his way to off in the mountains to look for um, this, you know, way of being healed. So we see this guy following him that's uh, saving him from being beaten up, and that is well, Mordo, Um, Clarence. Tell me what you thought of him.
2: Um, I thought he was. um, I don't know. He was a good introduction into trying to, um, I don't know, be, be, uh, someone who could introduce, um, the ancient one and all, you know, all that world, world to him. He kind of, he kind of was, um, I'm not going to say, uh, a mentor, but in a way he was, uh, he was kind of just the interim to, to, um, to Dr. Strange and actually beating Ancient one. So, I mean, I I liked him. I didn't think he was anything particularly special. Uh, I don't want to get into spoilers. Uh, What I really want to say is the end, but I'm going to save that. Uh, But, as far as him, during the movie, I thought he was okay. He was a good first kind of mentor, then transition to kind of a sidekick at the end. But, yeah, I I don't... like how he he uh actually transitioned in the first in the last 5 minutes of the movie. But other than that, I thought he's okay. All right, um, so but bef- what about you guys? Well,
0: before I turn it over to Lee, I think it would be appropriate and 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 Lee will understand why I'm doing this. Tell us really quick, I think it's okay to say the spoiler that you saw at the end. Tell us about that.
2: Uh so at the end of the movie, um, he sees that, okay, well, the kind of the whole thing of the movie is the Ancient One is using the dark powers or the dark force or whatever it's called. I don't know. Maybe you can tell. Dark <laughs> the, the dark energy. The dark dimension. Uh, she's using that um, in, in a lot of ways, but uh, eventually Doctor Strange finds that you have to strike a balance in order to keep things from going crazy. And he, he actually has to use it himself, and he sees that you have to make deals sometimes to actually have peace. Which is kind of analogous to what we have going on in the <laughs> in the world today, uh, Iran. But still, it's 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 um it's just Mordor just seeing that um, he doesn't want to have anything to do with that, and he goes so far to the other end to where he's now doing bad things. Which I just think that is just I I just can't see that transition happening by the end of this movie. It's just so far fetched that he would go from being the good guy. Even though he sees people doing stuff wrong, he's unwilling to work with them to try to rectify the situation. But he just goes start the other end uh, tea party on them. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know. All right. So having you said
0: that, Lee, I think that would be quite appropriate to fill in a couple of blanks on uh, the good Baron. Yeah. The story, as I have grown up with it, is that Mordo
1: is – he is basically uh, Doctor Strange's Lex Luthor. So – uh so i was interested to see him introduced there as another disciple of uh, the ancient one and i thought oh okay we're getting an origin story from mordo too okay cool yeah i want to see where this goes because i don't remember really ever having been having encountered in the comics Sort of what Mordo's backstory was, oh. what his his voyage was. All so. right, so here's my yeah. memory of his yeah.
0: backstory, which is okay. very very similar. That he was already there at being trained by the ancient one before Stephen came, and he was pretty much, if I remember correctly, the heir apparent. Well, along comes okay. uh, Stephen, and it's more of a jealousy, or you've been you're. You know, here's this upstart replacing me, and I've spent these years and decades or whatever, and now you've replaced me. So yeah. that is what I remember as the, uh, Mordo's um, origin and his animosity and his dislike t- toward Dr. Strange.
1: It, and that makes sense. So it's just a a, a jealousy
0: story. It's just you you got something that I think I'm supposed to have. So. And, you know, Clarence, I, that, I think yeah. I like the way that you described that it happened in the movie better than it being a pure jealousy, you know, you, you've you replaced me, because we've seen that so many, many, many times before. Yeah. I would rather him get disillusioned by seeing the Ancient One tied into what they had been fighting as a, and and be kind of, you know... Not heartbroken, but, you know, shattered your perception of of this person you had been serving, as opposed to, why not me? Why not me? Why, you know, a little difference there.
2: Yeah, and maybe they had to the change it just a bit because the enemy we do have in the movie, I can't remember his name, but he is kind of the heir parent right before Doctor Strange gets there. So maybe oh. they kind of took elements of, of That's him. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't and have two of these guys, no being their
0: parents. True. And you did need someone working, other than Wong, working with uh, Dr. Strange. So I think at this moment it would be a good uh, segue into something a little older than Stephen and Mordo and Wong, for that matter. Something <laughs> a little bit more ancient. We've got the ancient one. What, um, Lee, I'll let you take that one first. Tell me, what did you think <laughs> of... The ancient one. Well I've already been on record on, on
1: this podcast of, of saying that I, I didn't quite know how to feel about recasting this um, this Asian male, as I have always known him <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with a, a European woman. Um, but um, after having seen it, now I got to say it's Tilda Swinton and for and kind of with Tilda Swinton, all bets are off. You know, um, the, the very first thing I ever saw her in was the brilliant, brilliant film Orlando, in which she plays, spoilers, a man and a woman, and does them both perfectly convincingly. She she is sort of beyond gender. And, and I found myself in, in watching her performance as the ancient one frequently forgetting or just not caring if she's supposed to be a woman or a man. I think they use the pronoun she in referring to her, but that's... That's about it, okay. and, and and instead, it, what we got was her intense connection to Strange as a human being, and at the same time, her extraordinary groundedness in the much larger multiverse that she experiences. And that's what's important about that character. So their gender is irrelevant, and so I think that's a victory. That's that's a victory for diversity and casting. I think so. That's.
0: All right, That's- Clarence, take it. I, li- I mean, I, I I like what you said, Lee, but Clarence, take it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember when the internet erupted about this a while back. But honestly, mm-hmm. I it made zero difference to me. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the actor that that portrayed Nature One. I thought it, I thought she was great, uh, very convincing. Um, you know, it it they could have went with with. Uh, convention and went with just some some asian you know asian guy <laughs> which mm-hmm. i think this that would have been okay too but um and it maybe would have gave it more of a a martial arts feel i don't know uh mm. but 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 that being said i i did really enjoy her and i didn't have issue one with with her uh, being the actor now if we have any listeners who are asian i would
1: love to hear it. <laughs> Oh, because, definitely. Because none of us are, and so I could say, "Well, it's easy for us to say, you know, I don't care if he's Asian or not." Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, we're not yeah. the we're not the offended parties, so yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: And you know, it, it's interesting. This goes back to our tenth episode when we were talking about changing the genders, changing the race, right. changing you know all the different aspects of a character, and does that impact the character? And here. In two cases, because I've, I've i've found this very interesting that and I purposely didn't mention it until now because I wanted to see if either of you did mention it, and I've read nothing in regards to any uh, feedback that I've seen online about the change, but you took Baron Mordre or Mardu, whatever, and turned him from a white man well, to a black man. That's right. And no one has made any oh. you know waves about that, which again, the character was still the same character. so it mattered not what the color of his skin was, but everyone did have a you know an opinion or there you know there was a lot of swirling stories about is she going to be able to do it, etc and so forth, all because you, you've changed the sex of this character. Mm-hmm. I, I just found that uh, quite interesting i did also like the um the joke at that particular uh tangent when he walks in and he's looking at this elder <laughs> asian person and he looks over and assumes that this is the ancient one and here is exactly. this woman yeah. giving him that tea and, <laughs> and oh well ooh you're the you know and he then he realizes and i think that tied in very well into Forget everything you know. And, you know, get rid of your misconceived
2: preconceptions. That's right. <laughs> it <With> was that statement. <laughs> in a lot of ways, this movie felt a lot, a lot, lot, like, a lot like the Matrix. Um, in, in in a few ways, uh, just like the statement you just said, but mm-hmm. as well, uh, the movie to me it felt like a mixture of the Matrix and um, what's the Leonardo DiCaprio movie Inception uh um, just say titanic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh no so, that was so, batman uh, versus superman yes oh wow
1: nah.
2: <laughs> yeah so so yeah it was a mix of those two and, and again like i really enjoyed her um you know the fighting was good the the um you know uh we talked about this with uh what's it the scarlet witch what's uh-huh. her name from uh-huh. yeah. Wanda yeah, with, with the magic and how to, you know, you're doing all these moves, these magic moves and stuff, but you're not, you know, as an actor, that has to be something really hard to do and make look believable. And I think they pull it out is, off often space in this movie. You know, never once that I feel like they didn't believe what they were doing was real. So I really enjoyed that as well. Well, I like
0: the fact, and I'm curious to what Lee thinks on this, I like the fact that they didn't try to... Over science it to to the point to where this wasn't them tapping into some futuristic technology that mimicked um, you know looking like spells or something to that effect. This was actually them tapping into some other dimensional energy and not be. You know, scientific. So, Lee, what you did mean, you think of that? You mean
1: nobody said Clorians,
0: Is that what you're saying? Oh, <laughs> n- no, actually, there was a character. It's a DC character uh, called Abracadabra. And he, <laughs> uh, seriously, that's that. That's Abra, <laughs> A-B-R-A, and his last name okay, is Cadabra. Yeah, sure. And yeah. he, he's a magician from the future. And all of his magic tricks are technology from the future that come across as being sure. – um, you know, in the past, looks like witchery, so to speak. So I'm, well, we I'm glad they didn't go that route. In the DC universe, we know that magic works just by talking backwards. Oh, exactly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. There we go. Yeah. I mean, which, would you have to admit they do use these, um, what is the little bar they have on their fingers to open a portal? So they do have some type of technology in what they're doing uh, to a certain or extent. Or at least
0: devices that channel the the, the magical yeah. energy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and see, yeah. Marvel is known for that because one of the things that Stanley did at the very beginning was he loved alliteration. Look at look at the names. I mean, I think we you know talked <laughs> about the names before: Reed Richards, Warren Worthington, Bruce Banner, Stephen Sue Strange. Strang. You yeah. know, and, and and one of his favorite ones. I mean, I can hear him saying now th- this name, which is Dormammu. 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 yes. Yeah, yes. And uh, which was the big bad
2: from it's Wonderful you know, names. From this. Yeah. And, and like another thing, I hate to go DC versus Marvel again, but they managed to still put a lot of funny moments uh, in their movies, which that that's a good thing to break the, you know, to kind of give you a, a, a moment to catch your breath and laugh a little during the movie. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yes. A, a, we, we said what mr doctor or dr mr whatever uh, right. earlier it's it's strange yeah and also uh the, the the um the asian guy i forget you said his name keep it the library one he's Wong. actually kubla kubla khan in um, in the uh netflix series uh marco polo so he he's That's real strange. good i i enjoyed him <laughs> he was pretty funny the actor's name is Wong. In fact, yeah. Oh, really? There, wow. And, and there is another
0: character, and I think he was the the one who was killed at uh, at the point where Stephen t- uh, takes uh, and starts fighting the, the disciples of Dormammu, which is uh, they they called him Jericho at one point. They called him Drum at the at another point. Jericho Drum is known as Brother Voodoo. And at yeah. one point, um, Stephen Strange was disgraced and had um, lost the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme, and Brother Voodoo became Sorcerer Supreme during that time. Forgot about that. Yeah. So, you know, kind of interesting that they, in, you know, include, and he died being Sorcerer Supreme. So, you know, that was, that was interesting that they kind of wove that in there. But speaking of woven, you know, uh, an unintended segue there, and, and, and piggybacking off of the comedic aspect, what did we think of the uh, Cloak of Levitation? Awesome.
2: Uh, pure pure awesomeness. That's all you can say. It's great. It's great. And the way it's his protector, uh, it says Protector, it reminded me a lot of the TARDIS in, in, in Doctor Who Um but yeah, it's 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 just like his friend; it's going to protect them any way it can. And I thought that was really awesome. What about you guys,
1: Lee? What did you think? I, I thought I kept wondering if the humor was getting over the top, but um, but but what it reminded me of was exactly the point that Clarence just brought up: is that the thing I'm not liking about the DC uh, comic movies is there uh, this this uh, uh, oh stone cold seriousness. <laughs> this unrelenting lack of cheer and um, and in the Marvel movies there's always a moment like like the, like the guys watching uh, Captain America kiss the girl in the Civil War yeah. and so on you know <laughs> there's little light touches as there are in life <laughs> and um, if I had a misgiving about this movie it is that my my recollection of Stephen Strange in the comics is that he's pretty damn humorless is he's really grim and always kind of self-important.
0: And, yeah, he is. I mean, and, he, he doesn't have uh, a personality for the most part. That's it, yeah. He really he really is the sum of his superpowers,
1: and that's about all. And I thought, what are they going to do with that? And so they leavened it with humor, and of course, I'm naturally, I'm a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch, so I knew that he can do that. And I thought all the humorous moments really um, – really help to, to, to keep that movie grounded in a way so that we can stay connected to the characters while the while all of these fantastic things are going on. It's it's yeah, including the 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 cloak of levitation. It's it's great.
2: Yeah, and and also like the humor wasn't always just blatant. I'm trying to make a joke, you know, as far as the jokes uh, coming back batch made in the movie, they were kinda dry but they were still funny. But also like the magic that played into the jokes, you know, when uh, Wong is in the library and he's reaching through there to grab a book, you know, (laughs) just stuff like that. You wouldn't, you know, it's light, light humor that is is in that universe and stuff that actually makes sense, but not just an outright. I'm trying to be, you know. Yeah, it actually fit into the
0: arrogance of his character. You know what you just mentioned the, um, you know, he's teaching himself and he's doing the teleportation, getting the books, which. You know, yeah, I did think that was funny, but I I think it fit. It didn't seem over the top to me,
2: not at all. You know, what did you guys think about the um, the Doctor Strange equivalent of uh, of throwing somebody in the, in the deep end of the pool to see if they can swim? <laughs> I thought that was really good. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh,
0: I'm, I'm curious. What are you
1: referring to? I'm the, his, uh, when, tri- his his trip to Everest. <laughs> ah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know what I think makes that acceptable for the characters who we understand are supposed to be good is that most of the storytelling there was on the ancient one and Mordo standing there, basically biting their nails, ready to jump in and get him, yeah. but also hoping that they won't need to. True. And 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 the the director was very canny about that. Is that he he gives us a close up of the ancient one uh, nervously sort of touching her fan. You know, it's just yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see that she cares. We want to see that she's worried about this, but she knows this is how how to get it done, <laughs> and it works.
2: You know, you Like, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, like you just said, Lee. Those emotional ties, where you know, um, uh, is it Morty, Morto? Morto. <laughs> he tries to, he tries to jump in and save him. Yeah. And then, like you said, the ancient one with the fan, they could have just showed them having stone-cold faces and, and not done any of those small touches. Right. But but those small touches actually ground the characters and make you want to root for them even more by the end of it. Uh, what were you going to say, Cal?
0: Now, I was going to mention something about the ancient one that I uh, purposely held off uh, talking about earlier. And I've got a theory that... Probably will be proven incorrect, especially if they, and I'm sure they will, have a Doctor Strange 2. Which, um, if they have Clea in a Doctor Strange 2. Which is, something tells me that they took aspects of Clea, and they took aspects of the Ancient One, and meshed the two characters together. And what made me think that is... The Ancient One to my recollection in the comics never had any type of a connection to the dark dimension, whereas Ancient One in the movie had a connection to the dark dimension. And Lee I'll let you elaborate on this. If if what I'm saying is true and Clea or the combination of the Cleo character and the Ancient One character had a connection to the Dark Dimension, that would be why. Um. Pass. Ah, you don't remember. <laughs> oh, come on, no. Lee. I expected you to have that one. Yeah. Clea yeah, got... is the sister of Dormammu. R- huh. Okay. Ah, I,
1: so. re- I remember that she came from the dark dimension. I remember that, yeah.
0: Yeah, if I'm not... I may be totally wrong there, but no, if my uh-huh. memory serves me correct, she is the sister of Dormammu. Mm. Remember? Well, I just... I just happen
1: to have uh, Marvel.com open here to the page about Clea, um, <laughs> and, and it because, says and it says that she's born the daughter of Prince Arini, who is the legitimate heir to the rule of the Dark Dimension, mm-hmm. and uh, Umar, who I suppose is female sister to yes, but the sister to the then current ruler Dormammu. Okay, so she is uh, Dormammu's niece.
0: Ah, okay. Well, I
1: knew she was related, um, so I was wrong, yes, but still,
0: but, in any the, case, but was right on the related. Yeah.
2: Are we talking about the Mamu, the big floating head? The big yeah. floating
0: head, yes, yeah, exactly. Kids. <laughs> oh, well,
1: okay. he, he was more um, more standard uh, issue human size in the comics, but the uh, that effect of what his face looks like was always that's the way uh, Steve Ditko drew him, and uh, yeah, I, I, lo- I love the way they they brought that to uh, uh, motion, three dimensional motion life, but. Um, but yeah, my, my recollection of Clea in the comics is that she she served sort of the Aunt May purpose, is that she was always in trouble, and Strange has to decide whether he's going to tackle the villain or is he going to save Clea. And um, sometimes he chooses well, and sometimes he chooses poorly, and uh, just about the time that I was able to start reading the comics regularly was about the time when he decided the only way to keep her safe from all these supernatural threats was to put her in a pocket dimension, where she will be alone, but she'll be safe. And it means saying goodbye to her and marooning her in this this uh, terrible place, but she'll be safe. And he does that, and he sends her to, accidentally or whatever, however it happens, he sends her back to the dark dimension with Dormammu. Oops. So then he's got to go get her.
0: And, you know, it's interesting. You know, the more I think of it, other than Clea, she, he is the only Marvel character that I can think of that does not have that steady... Love interest, you know, you know, you 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 look at all the Marvel characters from from that generation, and all of them had a steady love interest, and she, and if not, look at Peter, he's had, you know, many. I mean, of course, Mary Jane is the primary. But you know you've got Gwen Stacy and you've got Betty Brandt and you've got et cetera and so you've got Felicia Hardy. Exactly. You know, keep going and going. Yeah, Look at Karen Scott, Page, right? Karen Page, yeah. all of them. So um, you know, I just you know find that interesting with with Doctor Strange, and it goes back into I think what we were saying about his character being so much about his powers and not about the persona. You didn't have a person. To play off of everything I think dealt around him being Dr. Strange, not him being Steven as well.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So question for you guys in the comics, did he always have a control of time like he had in the movie?
1: My recollection is that the eye of Agamotto was sort of like um, I would equate it to the time turners in um, the Harry Potter universe is that it exists, but you really ought not to play with that thing. Mm, and right. so opening opening the eye was was a big deal. It was like when all else has failed, then you can't the eye the eye eye like, of the like, tomato. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, but not not before, and, uh, and, and that, uh, as we saw a the film, of allowed a mastery of time, but only through the use of the eye. And that's which how we, I remember it. Which we later
0: learned is an infinity stone.
2: Um,
1: yeah, and what? I think that's a total... Retcon because (laughs) I think that is not in the comics.
0: No, that is not in the comics. That that (laughs) that is my for the purpose of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I get it, but for the purpose of, nah, you didn't really have to go there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah." you know. But I get it considering the fact. Yes, we got to tie this in so that he can be in the other movies. Yeah, I get that. But that was the one thing I didn't like was the you know, okay, oh, well, it's not really a mystic artifact. It's really, here's one of the Infinity Stones. Da, 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 da.
1: Well, and tell <laughs> me if this bothers you for the same reason it bothers me, is that every time that we get winked at about the Infinity Stones, we know where we're going with this. And it has been how long now that we've been building up clues about the Infinity Stones in each of these the movies? Artists?
2: Captain America, I think. Yeah, Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. So...
1: Holy smoke! Talk about putting pressure on the the where this is ultimately going to go. It's like the the film that we're that we've been teasing for ten years can't possibly. I mean, I mean, I just I'm, th- I'm thinking Phantom Menace here is what I'm thinking. No,
0: I'm am just thinking. You know, I, I keep seeing myself. I want to go out and like buy myself this huge. You know, since they keep showing them, I feel like I need to go buy some kind of like big, huge glove. Or something, <laughs> you know, to just, like just so to that his... I can wear them on it, you know, like a yeah. like a gauntlet or something. Yeah. So that's silly. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, something, and, and I need to be like a big, huge alien with with <laughs> with wrinkly chins. So
1: <laughs> yeah, who we've already been teased. And, and, who we've already, and we've seen. already Yeah, mm-hmm. since so that we've
0: already seen with with it's Thanos. Just,
1: holy smoke. So yeah, I just uh, every reminder about the Infinity Stone just make me think, man, we're expecting a lot from Thanos. Th- there's just there's just no way that this is going to be able to live up to this level of hype. But I don't know.
0: I don't. But but I'm going to give them. You know what? I'm going to I, I will have a if I had to bet between hype of Justice League. Type of Infinity War part one or whatever they're going to call it I'm sorry my bet would be solid Infinity War
2: well I hope you're right
0: I really do <laughs> I mean I, actually I would hope it would be a draw and both of them be good
2: yeah you know? but one has a track record and another one has.
0: <laughs> and I think so. Lee hit the uh, you know the proverbial thing that needed to be hit or however you want to say it in saying <laughs> that we've been building up for it for 10 years well the fact that we have been building up for it for 10 years i think may be part of what's going to make it work
2: yeah all
0: right clarence you were about to say something
2: no i was just going to ask uh what did you guys think about the 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 final fight wasn't really a fight the final encounter with the enemy at the, at the end of the movie um what do you guys think about that looping time thing all right. uh to kind of like... He kind of Steve him to be honest. He just kind of <laughs> wore him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. What, 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 what do you
0: think about that? <laughs> All right, Lee, go for it. Uh,
1: I, I thought it was brilliant, and I really I really enjoyed that. What it reminded me of was um, sort of the climax of Ant-Man, also, which I enjoyed for a lot of the same reasons, is that w- one of the, the paradigm that we've been taught about these films right now is that they have to end in a giant slugfest, and... I was really hoping this film wouldn't have to go that way. Um, there's still a lot of fighting in this film, too much for my taste. But, you know, I wanted him to outsmart him. I wanted him to be smarter than Dormammu in the end, and, and he is. That's, that's, that's To me, that's very satisfying, uh, and the realization about how to save Hong Kong as well. And, and the uh, the sanctum in, in Hong Kong, you know, it's it's all, you know, when the day is done, it's, it's just about being smarter being and uh, understanding, you know, what your abilities are better. It's just, I, I thought that was terrific. You guys. All
0: right. Well, yeah. f- for me, I, I, I felt like for a second there, I was watching Hell, uh, not Hell Bent, but Heaven Sent. For a minute. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. with the whole dying and <laughs> dying right. and dying and dying and dying over and over and over again. I was like, okay, where have I seen this before? <laughs> but I did like how, like you but said. Strange
1: got killed a different way every yes, time. Yes, <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. But he kept coming back. He kept coming back to the point of he did make a deal.
2: Which I was wondering, how how did he keep coming? How did he keep rewinding time if he kept getting killed? Uh, didn't really understand that part. Well, remember they said that it was... The same was, way the doctor did. <laughs> right. And remember they said something
0: about, uh, you know, it's very dangerous playing with time because you will, you could get caught in a loop, you know, and, and, yeah, and living that they, same they, moment over and over. Well, he basically created a loop that, that they were stuck in.
2: That makes a lot of sense. Together, right. Huh.
0: And interesting, I was reading this afternoon, the voice of Dormammu was... A split track combined of Cumberbatch and someone else. I don't know who the other person was, and they melded the two voices together to uh, come up with the voice that they used.
1: Interesting. You you know where that technique was first done? Here's some movie trivia for oh, you. Uh,
0: oh, oh, uh, because they, the only reason I know this is because they mentioned it. Uh, Lord of the oh. Rings.
1: No, no, even okay. long before that. Yeah, okay, fifty six. Yeah, the Ten Commandments. Uh, ah, God. God's voice mm. is it's Cecil B. DeMille and
0: Charlton Heston. Wow. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. So, you know, uh, we were talking about the, uh, the, the the ending scene. You know, I kind of like the fact that it got into, it was, yes, it did have the blowing up, the explosions, et cetera. Um I thought it was interesting how Wong had the, um, you know, don't use magic for this, don't use magic for this. But when that same magic brings him back and saves him, he's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. Keep going. do Keep doing it. That's fine. You saved me. Yeah, that was weird. I did like the changes that they made to the one character as more so giving him his own equal uh, place as necessarily just being basically the butler that he was. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, in the, <clears throat> the comics, that's right. Yeah, in the comics,
1: he is really more of a uh, non-entity. He's not even Alfred. He's right. he is sort of a... Yeah, but, but they refer
0: um, to him as the manservant, right? You know, so he like you said, he he doesn't have much of a character in in the comic. So, so have, was, no, go ahead. That was definitely an improvement. Absolutely. So uh, trivia question time: the uh, artifact that Wong used. Um, Lee, do you n- remember or know what the, what the name of that artifact is? Um, he, I remember saying,
1: "Whoa, they just name checked something major from the Marvel universe," and now, I've, um, but now I can't. I'm blanking on what it's called. The Wand uh,
0: of Remember,
1: Wand yeah. of One Tomb. Oh, uh, you know what? What I'm thinking of is uh, the uh,
0: the weapon that uh, that Mordo had in training. Oh, okay. was that the Crimson Bands of Sidorak? Perhaps. I think that's from Doctor Who. Uh, no, 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 there is, there really is a... Um, because uh, because Sidorak is the same, uh, another trivia thing here, the the Crimson Bands of Sidorak are some unbreakable, supposed to be magical bonds that Doctor Strange uses. However, Sidorak is the... Entity, the demon entity that powers the Juggernaut. but It comes from the gem that the Juggernaut touched oh, to, to, to become the Juggernaut. So, interesting there. Alright, so on an average, I think we've pretty much uh, given the entire movie, except for one thing, there was a mid-credits scene that pretty much tells us where Doctor Strange will show up next. So yeah. uh, <laughs> either of you take take it. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt uh,
1: if I may to to say I, thanks to Google. Uh, what uh, what Mordo has is the staff, the living tribunal.
0: Ah, oh yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're
1: right. And yeah, the living tribunal is like equal to one of the Infinity Stones in the in the Marvel Comics universe. So I mean, that's a, a yeah. Uh, it, it is an entity unto itself. But but the, but the I don't think you ever told about the. Um, the artifact that,
0: um, that Wong had yeah that was that that was the the wand of one tomb oh that's what that's called okay yeah I don't know what it does but 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 I, I reckon <laughs> you know I recognized it from just remembering huh. you know Marvel stuff over the years I was like okay that looks familiar
1: yeah it's basically an abacus one tomb three
0: four right exactly yeah mm uh- Anyway, so hey. mid-credits sequence. <laughs> All right, so Clarence, tell us about it.
2: Uh, I guess we're referring to the Thor sequence, the st- right? Thor. Yeah, um, I thought uh, it seems like uh, Strange is taking over, taking the uh, his role as the leader of the New York. What is it called? Sanctum Sanctor. Sanctum. Uh, seems like he's taking it pretty seriously as he's trying to get, to get. Um, I guess all the superpower people out of the city. I don't know if that was his goal, but I think he asked Thor, wow, "What would it take to get him to leave?" I think, and he he says he's <laughs> yeah. here for his brother, and he says we can find him or something like that. So I thought that was weird. I didn't completely understand it. <laughs> uh, why is he trying to get rid of them? But maybe he's trying to clean up the well, city. I, I, I took
0: think. it more so that not necessarily superpowered people, but more so keeping magic under control.
2: So, the Asgardian uh, things are magic? Yeah.
0: Well, they always were in the comic, wouldn't you say, Lee? Well, I, I keep thinking about
1: an interview that I saw with Stan Lee many, many, many years ago where uh, at a convention where somebody in the audience asked him, how do you um, reconcile the world, as we know from a Judeo-Christian point of view, with the gods of Asgard and you know, ancient Greek gods like Hercules being in the story and magic and doctor strange, you know, and I thought, what a great question. I really want to hear his answer. And he said, how the hell should I know?
0: (laughs) Very good. (laughs) uh, I'm uh, I'm just making
1: this stuff up, you know, it's just a story. (laughs) so, (laughs) so, you know, there was never an attempt before to make a sort of unified field theory of the Marvel universe. Um, And, um, but I know that there was an idea that if we're going to make movies about Thor, that now we got to start making this into a science. Asgard's another planet. Basically, these are people from another planet. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, kind of? Yeah, uh, that, yeah. that was kind of me too. It was like, you okay? Yeah. Uh,
1: but, but you know, um, I mean, and some of this is even, you, you know the silliness of this. Some of this has even gotten settled in court as we continue to, to – to uh, to fight out who's got rights to these characters, so now Wanda is not a witch; she's a mutant, or is it the other way around? Correct,
0: exactly. Or is she an Inhuman? Or is she whatever? Right.
1: And th- and that's you know we know this is this is yeah this is just stupid, and it's just because of this Fox Disney split about who's can use these characters. And <laughs> sheesh. So um, well, so yeah, uh, I I think it's magic. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I, I think magic exists. Thor is a magical person, strange is a more magical person. He feels like there's too many sorcerers on this planet, and that's what's if there's anything cool about Mordo's turnaround it is that he says the same thing. Exactly. exactly. So they're gonna try to solve the same problem. So they become doctor and the master. You know, they want they've got they want the same things. They just want them from completely different points of view. Exactly. So and, you know, whenever
0: you're talking about the difference of who owns what, I mean, that reminded me of a couple of – about well, not a couple of years ago, about 10, 15 years ago, um, DC had to stop publishing Superboy and had to actually kill off the character that was Superboy at the time because the family heirs to the – I think it was either the Simon or Schuster, I'm not sure which one – but are that not Simon Siegel, Siegel, Siegel. or she, which which one that it, the family it was, but they had already lost their claim on the Superman character, so by the next wave was well we will we're going to try to get rights to Superboy. So DC had at that time to stop publishing anything related to Superboy. So I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, and that's that was in court for decades. So, mm-hmm. well, for a long time there wasn't a Human Torch either. C- correct. You know, yeah. for the same reason
1: because you know because there was a TV studio that wanted to develop him yeah. as a standalone series, but it meant that they couldn't use him in the comics. Correct. So and and, and in the car, that's <laughs> why we have Herbie. We had Herbie. Yes, and they were the Fantastic Three Point One, I guess. Right. Anyway.
0: All right. So back back to that, uh, you know, Mister Doctor or Mister Strange or whatever his name was, uh, Clarence. What would you rate on a one to five? What would you give the movie?
2: Um, well, I want to ask you guys real quick. Did okay. you see the movie in uh, regular uh, cinematic format or three D?
0: Three D. I did. What about you, I did a. Um, and I think I did this one more for the fact of I, you know, have bad hearing, but there there was a version that had this new kind of, and I felt uh, like a Centaurian was supposed to show up because it was called Atmos, but it was <laughs> the Dolby uh, Atmos. Yeah, yes. the Dolby Atmos and I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to that version to see if I can tell any difference with the sound. So that was the version I saw.
2: Yeah, um, I, I as well saw it in 3D and man, this is just like a beautiful, beautiful movie to watch. It's just visual overload. Um, the the point when um, the angel went first, uh, tries to unlock unlock his mind, uh, so like the Matrix, they unlock his mind. I, I, I was just floored, and my brain hurt. <laughs> like that scene in the very first scene when she's uh, running through the city, uh, my brain was just like, I don't know if I'm be able to take this in 3D, but um, like, I really enjoyed the visual aspect of it. I enjoyed getting to see the, this character that I knew zero about, zero about going in. And I really enjoyed it. And it's good to have uh, to see a comic book movie where you don't know anything about the character and go in and, and be wild. So um, I'd have to give it a five. I, I really enjoyed the movie. And I think anybody who goes and watch it should have fun with it. All right, Lady, what, what you do guys? you think? Yep. Same, same,
1: same. And I know you, 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 you picked on uh, me and Clarence last time for saying <laughs> yeah. that we agree each other, but, <laughs> but when he's right, he's right. So I'm just, you know, uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it is, it is worth uh, seeing it in 3d for the trippiness of the things that I was hoping were going to be trippy. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm prone to a little bit of motion sickness. So, so I was a little, a little worried about seeing it in 3d, <laughs> but I, I went ahead and did it. And, um, uh, even after being scared by somebody who had seen it in 2d and said, well, you'll need to take Dramamine before you go on. <laughs> so, but, um, but no, I, I had no, uh, no trouble with it and just felt that it was, uh, not just a good, the, this is a rare thing these days, not just a great movie, but also a great movie in 3d. Yeah. And, uh, um,
0: As always, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed the episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcast player. And as always, we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.